It's uh, December 1st, so season's greetings, my little piglets. Let me just uh, start this off by saying I am already over Christmas, and it's only December 1st. You know, we just had the bullshits of Thanksgiving, and now now we're revving up for another round of uh, festive frenzy a month later. That's the one thing Canada has over the U.S., that um, up there, Thanksgiving is knocked out in October. You know, the actual harvest time. Over two months before the Christmas chaos. Um... Anyways, I'll get it. I'll get into that a little bit more. So keep your antlers on. Remember to give this a good rating if you're feeling generous this season, or give me that lump of coal of one star if you're a Grinch like me. All right, welcome to episode number Who Gives a Shit of the Valley Boys. I am your host Dave Weasel. Let's get this over with. So I'll be real with you. I'm not firing on all cylinders today. You see, I chugged not one but two energy drinks yesterday. See, I'm kind of in denial. You know, refusing to. Wave the white flag and admit that I'm not a spring chicken anymore. My body now treats a double energy drink day like an all-night rave. And man, did it rave last night, okay? I made the genius decision to fire up the Resident Evil 2 remake for the first time at 11 p.m. Alright, that's a big mistake. Alright, first, that game is like quicksand. You don't just dip a toe and walk away after 20 minutes. And second, I was so jacked up on caffeine that sleeping just wasn't in the cards. So, let me tell you, playing a horror game... When you're buzzing like a power line is not a recipe for relaxation. So fast forward, I'm there. It's like 4 o'clock in the morning. Bleary-eyed with a bit of a whiskey chaser. Okay, I woke up. I woke up this morning thinking, I did nothing to deserve this hangover. (laughs) And plus, I slept on my arm, so now I'm walking around like a T-Rex. I also woke up to a text from a buddy of mine. He's asking if I've stewed over some earth-shattering question he supposedly lobbed at me earlier. No, I'm drawing a blank. Like my like my brain's been wiped clean by an alien probe, okay? I have no idea what he's talking about. He claims he tried calling, okay? Here's the thing. He dialed from some mystery number, okay? I mean, who would they write my answers a call from an unknown number, okay? That's his first mistake. And then the guy doubles down and leaves me a voicemail, okay? A voicemail in 2023. That's, uh, you may as well send it by a carrier pigeon or a MySpace message. Okay, nobody checks voicemails anymore. That's for psychopaths and people who still think fax machines are like cutting edge. Okay, and then there's the crazy people who keep text notification sounds on. Okay, if you got a legit reason like a disability, whatever, that's cool. But if you're just letting your phone chip and beep like a like a lost bird in a movie theater, congrats, you're a fucking weirdo. Okay, and speaking of theaters, they always have that spiel about silencing your phone. Okay, my phone has been on vibrate for like 12 years now, and so has everybody else's. All right, you remember those old Blackberries with their with their charming little whale sounds? Okay, that was cool for about 10 minutes 12 years ago. So just keep your phone on vibrate. Okay, you'll feel it buzz when someone's trying to invade your personal bubble with a text anyway. But let's get real. Okay. You're going to be on your phone anyway. You could have zero notifications, but you'll still be checking your phone because it's your lifeline. All right? So that's a that's a 2023 problem, I guess, right? Didn't imagine having that problem when I was 12 years old. But imagine tw- telling 12-year-old me about Netflix, okay? That would have sounded like some space-age fairy tale, okay? Back in my day, TV decided what you watched, especially in my house, okay? We had three channels thanks to our state-of-the-art coat hanger antenna. It was either the news or a bowling tournament. And I still vividly remember the day we got cable, okay? I okay, I sneak out of my room in the middle of the night, which I'm not supposed to do. And there it was, the preview channel glowing like the holy grail on our TV. That's a cable channel, 
you know? So I kind of throw caution of the uh, the bedtime rules into the wind, and I bolt into the living room, and I say to my mom, do we got cable now? And she's like, yeah, brother. And I felt like I just won the lottery, you know? But by now, it's a, it's a, it's a classic case of, of the law of diminishing returns, okay? Again, first world problems, yeah, brother. I hate hunting for shows on streaming services. It's like choosing which way to waste your life. You start watching something, and it's it's so bad that my brain starts wandering off into this existential contemplation of, what am I doing with my life? You know, I start thinking about all the other things I could be doing with my time instead of watching this abomination of entertainment. And that's, that's why it takes me so long to find something, because I know it's going to be bad. And by the time I do find something I'm willing to give a chance, I'm already done eating, so I don't need to watch anything anymore, you know? That's why, that's why it's so awesome when something good comes along, like Squid Games, and everybody gets excited for the same thing. It's not even the show itself. It's just that we've, we're, we're all collectively excited that we don't have to waste time just to find something we don't like. It's a big, unifying moment for us all, much like when I got cable as a child. Whatever. As you guys know, uh, I got a fondness for horror movies, but it is like a bad relationship. Uh, you know it's terrible, but you just can't help yourself. And lately... Horror movies are like that one friend who tries hard to be scary but just ends up wearing a bedsheet with two holes cut out for eyes. They've always been a bit off the rails, but by but now, man, the rails are pff, the rails are off the rails. They're through the woods and over a cliff. All the streaming services have turned this into a machine that just churns out horror movies like a haunted fast food restaurant. It's just nonstop on demand, and it's playing awful for you. But you keep going back to it. You know, it's the Walmart philosophy. Why have one good thing when you could have 100 mediocre things? And sure, that sounds like a great problem to have, okay? It's like complaining that there's too much ice cream at the buffet. But then you realize it's all just different shades of vanilla. Or the buffet is just food from Denny's and they keep raising the prices if someone eats off your plate. And now a word from our sponsor, Factor. Hey, holiday warriors, it's the festive season. And while you're out there battling shopping crowds and untangling Christmas lights, let me tell you about Factor. It's like having a personal chef and nutritionist rolled into one, minus the judgmental looks when you eat a cookie. So, you're swamped with holiday stuff and can't even think about cooking? Factor's your culinary sidekick. It's like waving a magic wand over your fridge. No grocery runs, no chopping onions, and no washing dishes. These meals are fresh, not frozen, and they get ready faster than you could sing a verse of Jingle Bells. Ditch the holiday meal prep stress. Factor offers over 35 weekly options that are like little flavor parties in a box. We're talking meals that fit right into your hectic holiday schedule, delivered straight to your doorstep. It's like Santa for your stomach. Got fancy holiday cravings? Level up with Gourmet Plus. It's the VIP treatment with premium ingredients like truffle butter, because why not? It's holiday indulgence without spending hours in the kitchen. And for those days when you're dashing through the snow and don't have time for a sit-down lunch, Factor's got lunch to go. It's the superhero of quick, tasty meals. Think grain bowls and salad toppers that are ready faster than your next meeting. Watching your waistline during cookie season? Their calorie-smart meals are dietitian approved and taste like they shouldn't be under 550 calories, but they are. Need more protein for your life because lifting presence isn't your cardio? Well, try their Protein Plus meals. They pack a punch with 30 grams of protein. It's like fuel for your holiday hustle. Factor's not just about convenience, it's a smorgasbord of over 45 add-ons. Start your day with apple cinnamon pancakes or get a wellness kick from cold 
pressed juices. It's like a buffet, but you don't have to leave your house. And the best part, factors as green as your Christmas tree. They offset all delivery emissions and run on 100% renewable energy. Eating well and saving the planet? Yes, please. So, this December, make your holiday breeze with Factor. Pick your meals and voila, fresh, no-fuss, delicious dishes right at your door. And all the taste, none of the trouble. Ready in a flash, leaving you with more time for holiday shenanigans. Head to factormeals.com slash valleyboys50 and use code valleyboys50 to get 50% off. That's code valleyboys50 at factormeals.com slash valleyboys50 to get 50% off. And see, back in the days before streaming, we were content with VHS tapes and rabbit ear antennas because we didn't know better. Watching horror movies was a rite of passage as a kid. You know, I remember the first pair of titties I ever saw was in Friday the 13th, like part five or something. That's right. Back then, nudity was the bait and hook for horror movies. People would be like, oh, should I go see this horror movie? And the friend would go, it's got titties in it. And bam, pack theater. It's one of the most efficient marketing strategies in cinematic history. Again, simpler time. Because remember, this was in the before time when we didn't have a device in our pocket that could show us every kind of titty on the planet. Right now, if you wanted to, you could look at large breasts instantly. You know, you want to see some lopsided titties? Done. You want to see some banana boobs, the kind that kind of swoop down the way they did in the 80s movies? Like a steep, like a steep water slide or a, or a sideways boomerang? Boom. They're right there as fast as you could type it. Flop it around on your screen. But back then, your options were limited to Friday the 13th or sneaking a peek at the top shelf of the corner store's movie rental section. Because sometimes they only covered the front of the box. But you flip that box around and it's a whole new world. It's like finding hidden treasure. But the treasure is titties. It really is like science fiction to someone in the 90s, what we do have today. You know? Um, actually, some of you might not know that because apparently a lot of you are much younger than me. But let's say... You know, back in the 90s, if you were a karate dork and you finished your karate class and your mom wasn't there to pick you up yet, you had two options to entertain yourself. You either stared at your shoes or you stared at the wall. Oh, there was also this game you could play called Maybe the Next Car's Headlights Will Be My Ride Home. And then eventually it is. And that's, a, that's the same feeling of just getting cable. Okay, so as I was saying earlier... Um, I'm over Christmas, and it's only December 1st. They've got this weird Christmas plaza thing that I went to after spending, and I, I spent three seconds there, and then I realized why there are so many Jehovah's Witnesses in the world. Okay, first of all, it's more of a Halloween pop-up outdoor mall thing, the way that they try to suck money out of you like a vampire. It's like, oh, you want 90 bucks for a Christmas ball ornament thing? Get fucked. Oh, look at this. $235 for a noble five-wick candle. Get butt fucked. Oh, cool. $800 for a wooden nutcracker? <laughs> Take a flying fuck. And as you may recall, um, we were Jehovah's Witnesses back in the day as kids. Uh, that was back when my mom joined a cult. So we didn't celebrate Christmas or birthdays. I thought I was seven years old until I turned 10. I had to sit in the hallway at school when they would do Christmas activities or anything fun like carving pumpkins or, or the teacher reading Santa Claus books. I was out in the hallway waiting for my friends to smuggle me candy canes like it's, like it's black tar heroin. So maybe that's why I just never got into Christmas. You know, not in a sad way. I just, I don't like the commercialism of it. And it, it should be for kids, you know. 
I know I sound like an old man, but it's just kind of weird when people go over the top about it and expect you to match their enthusiasm. That's all I'm saying. It's like those right-wing psychos who throw a big banana boob fit when Starbucks has the all-encompassing holidays, happy holidays cup instead of Merry Christmas. That's the kind of thing I don't like. I do, however, like the vulgar versions of Christmas songs, okay? And as a kid, I knew them all. I'm pretty sure I might have invented a couple, such as Rudolph the Dick Butt Reindeer, okay? I haven't heard anybody talk about that one as an adult. Um, and when I do bring it up, people say, no, that was probably just you singing that alone on the bus as the weird little Jehovah's Witness kid. You know, Deck the Halls with Santa's Balls, that's a classic. I love them, and I still sing that uh, version in my head every time I hear it. But my favorite part about, about Christmas, and I do have a favorite part, it's the pictures of cats and Christmas trees. I love seeing those little creatures climb up the tree, and then the tree falls down. Okay, I wouldn't like it if it happened to me, but it would be the cutest little disaster ever. I think later on, the Valley Boy social media, we're gonna have we're gonna be doing a call for pictures of your cat in Christmas trees. So if you see it, take a picture and get ready to send it to me. You know, it's funny when people tell me that I shouldn't say anything about Christmas, nor should I even celebrate it because I'm not religious. You know, if you're in the same boat as me and someone tells you and someone tells you that, just ask them this. Do you need to go to the hospital? Because clearly you've had a severe head injury. No one can be that stupid without medical intervention. All right, Christmas Christmas is a holiday for everybody. It's secular. Just because your religion appropriated it from the pagans first doesn't give you a monopoly on the cultural celebration of it. If it's marked on the calendar and I got the day off, I'm celebrating it. You know what are you going to do? Are you going to are you going to slap the hot dog out of my hand on July 4th and tell me to get back to work because I'm not American? No, we're all celebrating it. Secular. Whatever. I was talking about how in Canada they don't do Thanksgiving in November, no turkey, no stuffing, no awkward family conversations. That's all in October. Uh, but so with, with, without Thanksgiving, uh, there's no Black Friday. Okay, so imagine that November without that crazy shopping chaos. But they got something else up there and it's called Boxing Day. And it's right after Christmas, December 26th. And honestly, that makes a lot more sense to me. You know, think about it. You've got all this extra Christmas stuff lying around. What do you do? You don't wait a month. Nah, you do it the day after Christmas. That's when everybody rushes out to grab those discounted TVs and engage in the, the time-honored tradition of retail combat. You know? Boxing Day. That's a... Don't forget about the parade of ingrates, you know, marching into the store after Christmas, armed with their gift receipts. It's like a festival of disappointment. Oh, you didn't like that Coca-Cola gift basket from Costco your mother-in-law got you? Join the line. That's a whole different holiday tradition. I mean, that's how we did it in... In Sudbury, Ontario, they were open on Boxing Day. And growing up there, outside Sudbury, um, I landed my first job at a fast food joint. Um, I'm not going to say which one because I'm going to talk some shit. I'll just say it's it's unique to Canada. So there I was, uh, a 16-year-old kid, and this job, my first job, it taught me many things. But mostly that adults can be complete morons and dickheads too. Not just the customers whining about the most trivial nonsense, but the owners of this new franchise, you know? It's three guys who should have never been allowed around each other, let alone near a business. Okay, one of the guys, uh, Flavio, he wasn't too bad. Just drove a Volkswagen Beetle and was kind of annoying and weird. He was the daytime guy, so I never really saw him anyway. Uh, there was Mark. He was actually American from Philadelphia. Uh, my first, he was my first encounter with that Philly accent. Um... I kind of wondered if he was faking it or if he had marbles in his mouth because you never heard that weird accent on TV in Canada. But 
his real talent was being terrible with money. Okay, it's like, like he would pull wads of cash from the safe to take a random trip to Philly for a hockey game and dinner at a nice restaurant, only to fly back the same night to impress whatever girl he was bringing with him, if you know what that means. But the real piece of work at that place was the other Dave, or as they called him, Big Dave. And I was Little Dave. It literally said that on our name tags. Now, don't get me wrong. I adored this guy. But as a boss, he was a disaster. I think he was only 24 years old. So this venture was funded by his mother. And uh, as the the evening boss, he was the worst influence on the high school employees. So basically anything that would get a person canceled on social media and even put on the news, he would do that at least once an hour. I learned so many words from that man. I remember my auto shop teacher, one day, he told my mom that I was goofing around too much in class. And in rural Sudbury, auto shop is king. That is more important than any academic class. So I had to quit my job for a bit to get my act together. And sure enough, the first day I came back, that same rat snitch bitch auto teacher came in for a burger and Big Dave decided to handle the order personally. And I watched in horror as he rubbed the guy's food all over his hairy body. And I'm thinking, among other things, like, this is just immature. And that's coming, that's coming not just from me, but 16-year-old me. Man, I, I've mentioned this before. My first car was, uh, was a ride-on lawnmower. Yep, I rode that thing to school and work. And it's not like my town was so backwards that this was the normal. Everybody would laugh at me. Um, and kids would slap shot tennis balls at me, the whole thing. So... One day, I ride the hog to work, all right? I called it the hog, and Big Dave tells me to go and cut the grass. I tell him to go take a flying fuck, and he says, well, you'll be on the clock, and you won't have to be sweating on the grill, and I'll give you an extra 15 bucks. So, all right, I do it. I cut the grass, and I come back, and I say I'm done. And he says, no, you're not. You didn't do the big ditch out front. Uh, Because my town didn't have sidewalks. They have ditches because of all the flooding. And I said, you need a regular lawnmower for that. It's, uh, this will tip right over. And he said that I'm a pussy. So he gets on the lawnmower himself. And while he's riding it, it's practically sideways. Okay. And sure enough, it topples over into the ditch and into the water. And I go running over to my precious hog, which it miraculously still worked. Wasn't damaged. I mean, I think he was. Don't care. You know what? I have infinite stories about Big Dave, but... I feel like he'll be arrested if I tell anymore. All right, what else? What's, what else is what's everybody talking about now? Mm, Matt Rife. Oh my God, everybody's talking about Matt Rife, and honestly, I'm kind of puzzled by the animosity towards him. Now I get why people, I get why people would grab their pitchforks over the sexist jokes. That's pretty much the standard outrage fare these days. But the hatred for him, it seems to be a little bit more complex. Like, if you don't find his comedy funny, just say that. Now, I'm not going to launch into a lecture about the subjectivity of comedy, but it's true. If you show a joke to 10 different people, you're going to get 10 different reactions. No two comedians are alike. Uh, There's no such thing as universal appeal in comedy. But the reasons for the rife rage isn't just about his jokes, though. It's like people are lining up to take a swing at that pinata. And some people say his jokes are in bad taste. All right, fine. Others say he's a one-trick pony with the crowd work. All right, everyone's a critic. I guess you're the type to complain about the free samples at Costco. But there's this video going around where um, he suggests that that jealousy is fueling the hatred, and people are mocking him for that. But I think there's a bit of truth to that. 
uh, among the criticisms, a lot of it is about his looks. All right, he's a good-looking guy. And I've seen people say, um, people are saying this. I prefer my comedians to be a little more disheveled, a little more rough around the edges, which is, it's a bizarre world when someone's saying that, you know? It's like, I'd like this comedian if he looked worse. Nobody has ever said, I'd like to think Louis C.K. is funny, but he's just too handsome. <clears throat> you know, those, those words have never been strung together. Now, I'm not like friends with Matt Reif. I've done... I've done a show low-key upset before uh, before the pandemic, um, but I do know he's worked hard, and he's earned it, and he deserves it. That's the end of it. During the pandemic, he wasn't just a TikTok sensation. He was out there hosting these huge parking lot shows, keeping comedy alive, and keeping it within the rules. Like, that's commitment. You know, or people are complaining that his audience isn't a comedy audience. It's all just young women dragging their boyfriends along. That's some gatekeeper shit. You know, that's like the, the Christians with the December 25th, you know, it, the way I see it, if it encourages people to get into comedy, I'm all for it. It's like when, when Taylor Swift suddenly started showing up to, um, Kansas city games, Kansas city chief games, and all of her fans started buying jerseys and getting into football. That's great. Okay. It's more eyes on the game, more money in the pot. It helps keep it in front of you for free. And the industry keeps growing. It's a good thing. Okay. All I'm saying is that if you're one of the rife ragers, ask yourself why. You know, if it's a, if 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 you're like that, um, any if you're like that, anytime someone says an offensive joke, then all right, that's fine. But if you're only reserving this outrage for him, then maybe you fit into one of the categories I talked about. But yes, Matt Rife is a good-looking guy. He's like a Disney prince. Maybe I should hate him too. <laughs> you know what's funny is um. Whenever a girl randomly slides into my DMs, there is a very good chance that she's doing it to ask if I can help get her into one of Matt's sold-out shows. <laughs> All right, we'll cut it off there. Uh, remember to follow us online. Give it a good rating if you like it, a bad rating if you hate it. We are at Valley Boys Pod on Twitter, at Valley Boys Podcast on Instagram, uh, and now TikTok for whatever stupid reason. I am at Dave Weasel across the board. I need to remind you now and every time that I did not pay for my blue check mark. That shit is lame. Uh, remember to rate it wherever you're listening, be it Apple, Spotify, MySpace, or Grinder. All right, from Reseda, California, I am the Valley Boy. Good night. And now a word from our sponsor, Pretty Litter. All right, let's talk about the unsung hero of cat ownership, Kitty Litter. Specifically, Pretty Litter. Now, I'm no Dr. Doolittle, but when it comes to my cats doing the happy dance, that is a good day. The problem is, Cats are more mysterious than a magician's hat. You never know what's going on in their fuzzy little brains. That's where Pretty Litter swings in like a superhero. First off, this stuff is like the Navy Seals of Litter. It traps odor faster than you could say, stinky cat bathroom. I mean, we've all been there, right? Your cat does its business and suddenly your place smells like a porta potty at a punk rock music festival. But with Pretty Litter, it's more like your cat just little fancy little cat candle in there. Now let's talk differences. If traditional litter is a clunky old car, Pretty Litter is a sleek, shiny sports car. This stuff has ultra-absorbent crystals. We're talking less mess, less dust. It's the litter equivalent of a spotless kitchen after a five-course meal. And these magic crystals last up to a month. That means less scooping, less trudging through the trash, and doing more time doing whatever you want with your life. But here's the magic. Pretty Litter changes colors. Now, I'm not talking mood ring changes here. I'm talking health detective. It's like having a mini cat doctor in your litter box, giving you the heads up on potential health issues like urinary tract infections or kidney shenanigans. It's peace of mind in a bag of litter. Because let's be honest, our cats are, they're like, 
little f fluffy enigmas and we need all the help we can get. And to top it off, a pretty litter gets delivered right to my door. No more hauling giant containers of litter around that announce to the world, yes, I own a cat, and yes, it drops dumps. This stuff is light, easy, and space-saving. It's like having litter on tap without the bulky keg. So there you have it. Pretty litter, making life easier, homes fresher, and giving us cat owners a little insight into the mysterious world of our feline friends. Pretty Litter helps keep tabs on my cat's health and keeps odors down. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as I do. Go to prettylitter.com slash valleyboys and use code valleyboys to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash valleyboys. Use code valleyboys to save 20%. prettylitter.com slash valleyboys. Code valleyboys. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.